Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, Mr. Josh Finney. Hi. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. I'm feeling real good tonight, Josh. I am too. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know why, Josh? Why is that? You know why? Because we're recording fucking Tower Casuals. Thursday is one of the days I look most forward to. It is. It is. It is the the one night that I'm like, man, the game, the only game I truly play anymore. We get to discuss. You know, I've been playing. I've been dabbling. I finished Cyberpunk. I've been dabbling in some Cyber Shadow. Started Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Destiny, man. Destiny. Death, dude. Destiny is just. It's worth that. It is. Let's, let's. It's, it's been it, it has been uh it's been a slow season but uh, we're getting ready we're coming up on uh the ninth it's gonna be the start of our next season we actually get the trailer on tuesday they announced today it's very exciting uh, very exciting very excited uh the theories right now are saying that we are probably this is going to be the season where we deal with Kalos's daughter uh, with Khalidi, uh and let me give me one second. I believe I had the name of the season pulled up. I it leaked quite a while back. I remember us saying it, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Hmm. It is season of the chosen. Season uh, of the chosen is that is that official? Thing. It's redacted though, still right? Technically, it's it's redacted, but the uh, the data miner who posted it has literally never been wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's been posting stuff for like four mm. years. Um, he's just never, he's simply never been wrong. So I'm, uh, I've, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What do you think that means? The, the chosen. Ah. It's gotta so, be, it's gotta be about Crow though, right? It's gotta be about him. For, I mean, I think that that's what a lot of our seasonal stories are going to deal with because last year they did run in a line. It just took us a while to kind of get there and see how they were running in a line. Right. Um, it felt like kind of like Undying and Dawn were almost separate from Worthy and uh, Arrivals mm-hmm. in a weird way, yeah. um, especially with like the Fractaline grind and everything else. Like I think Trials was supposed to tie everything together, and it really didn't. Um, hmm. The joke that I've seen is, oh, Season of the Chosen, that's just another way of saying Season of the Worthy. And I'm like, oh, God, please no, because it's in the exact same time frame that that one was. It's always it's always the spring season, dude. It's always the spring season. Always. Never fails. Never fails. I I am very curious to see what the release system is going to be for the seasons and the expansion this year, though, because we're so off of the normal schedule right now. Right. Uh, that right now this season is going to go take us all the way up through the first week of May, basically up to Resident Evil Village's release date. Yeah. Um, and you then beyond think that, there's I mean, going to be any sexy vampire ladies in uh, Destiny's next season? Huh? God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Just well, they took maybe. Crimson Days away, uh, so yeah, we'll 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 talk about why that needed to die because uh, I actually want to talk about seasonal events uh, when we get to that. But just you, you're you're sitting here wondering about the seasons. You're like, okay, so if this isn't ending until May, we traditionally get the reveal of the fall expansion in June, and the summer season starts that day. Mm-hmm. So are we gonna have a season that's only four weeks long, or are you gonna just gonna cut a season out, make the two, make the ones in the summer both shorter? Like, 
I know there's been there's already some theories going around like, oh, well, you've already said that this is only going to be 10. Like the challenges are only for 10 weeks. Like, is that going to be is that tying into that? Is that a hint? Uh, because from like May from that early May to mid September, that would be about a 20 week span. Mm-hmm. Like, is that tying into oh my God? I just I don't know. I feel like if you didn't make this release season shorter, you're not going to make any of these shorter. Yeah, I think. I think it's just going to be November from here on out. And Bungie is just Bungie has shown like the game can still succeed alongside Call of Duty, even mm-hmm. when they come out in the same week. Here's Your biggest a... concern is Halo. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do you release Destiny against Halo? But at that so, point, I feel like I feel like Halo would be the one that would be worried about that. I don't think so. If anything, I could see Bungie going, OK, we're going to especially uh, again, this ties into the whole seasonal talk. Um, I could see them saying, fuck it, we're going to release like mid October mm-hmm. um, to get out of the way of Call of Duty and Halo. Because at this point, in my opinion, there's almost no way you don't put Halo out mm-hmm. at the 20th anniversary. Yeah, you have to. That just that makes no sense to me to not do that. I can't see them pulling a Halo 3 and releasing mid September. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that slot is for something else that right. they're working on. But. It does leave an interesting question for Bungie, like, okay, so assume Microsoft doesn't have anything for October outside of, like, maybe Starfield. Mm -hmm. Like, cool, they have this still on Game Pass, like, if they renew the deal for Witch Queen, then, okay, everybody will get access to it, that's awesome. It's hard to see that that's not renewed for Witch Queen, considering it hasn't, all this hasn't come to PC yet. Yeah. And we know that was promised for the first half of this year. but. You know, we, we keep referencing them, but I guess we should just go ahead and get into the twa because most of the things we just talked about are going to be addressed in this, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's get into the twa. Uh Let's do it. Yeah. I wanted to address some things, but we can do it at the end of the show. No, no, no. Go, go ahead and address. Go ahead oh, and address. I was going to say, like, if you're watching this live, clearly we're not on the Boss Rush Games live. We're on my personal channel uh, because there's, there's some personal things that I kind of want to do, and this is kind of like mine and Josh's thing. And so like, we kind of just, you know, it, we're going to start streaming it on my personal channel. Uh, there's a new look, uh, very, I'm very happy with the new look. Uh, and like, I just, just wanted everybody to know that like tower casuals isn't going away. If you usually watch it on boss rush games live, you're going to, you can come over to my personal channel and watch it. Uh, that's just one little side note. Uh, you know, I'm kind of exploring new, things and so is josh and i'm very excited for both of us but you know tower casual is still going to be here it's just going to be in a different place same time same night new home same same great show same show you guys like same good looking hosts that's right yes the sandwich casuals right again yeah yeah dude did you see the the pictures that earl of sandwich has been posting all week by the way on twitter i did i'm very upset that i can't go get an earl right now i know Man, we talked about it on arsenal x but like i told uh i was telling my girlfriend about it afterwards and when i told her i was like my my dream meal to go have she like instantly knew that i was going to say that i wanted to go to disney and i wanted to get an earl sandwich and i wanted to go to sleepy hollows and i'm just like god i love you mm-hmm. it's you just you, you get me you get me so much the only thing she didn't guess out of everything i said was what drink i was going to get at the cantina mm. Mm. Well, because she she was like, well, I thought you would try something new. 
So that was it. I was like, no, I gotta go. With, I gotta go with something I've had there, so I know I'm getting. Quality. You don't. You try something new the second time you go there during a trip. Oh, this is the second time I've gone. No, but I mean like, I mean like, I mean like. Oh, you, on the trip. On yeah, during yeah. the trip, like the first, the first day you get there, you're like, I gotta get the regular. I gotta get the normal. Second right. time you go, you experiment, right? Like, I, I mean, and like with with the drink, it's like, man, I feel like you can't go wrong with anything at Ogas. And I'm just like, I'm, I mean, come on, like, I'm a functioning alcoholic at times. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I can go for more than one overly priced beverage listening to the Cantina band music. So it's fair. That's fair. Uh, but that's, that's kind of it. Uh, you can follow me or us on Twitter to see new things that are happening. Uh, just wanted to address that because I'm sure somebody's looking for this on Boss Rush Games Live and it's not there. So. <laughs> Anyways, Josh, let's get into this twab. It's a big twab. It's a meaty twab. It's an exciting it twab. twab. It's an exciting twab. Let me tell you, if you if you if you are into bright dust, this next season is for you. God, dude, I'm so excited. I I have recently given myself a challenge, uh, and I was actually it was it's ironic because I was actually going to bring this up this week to see if I can get to a hundred thousand bright dust stored up in my bank by the time the Witch Queen comes out. This next season virtually guarantees I'm going to get there during the next season. Um, or at least come extremely close. Because let me tell you something here. Seasonal challenges. So we're, we're going to talk seasonal challenges before we get into the bright dust. Um, they've been trying to reduce FOMO. We, we know that. We've heard that from, from Damage, from Cosmo, from Luke Smith, Mark Noseworthy, Joe Blackburn. Basically, anybody who speaks on authority of Bungie has, a, has tried to address FOMO at some point over the last like year and a half or so. Um, the feeling really kind of started setting in with Shadowkeep, with the changes that came to it, and it only got worse and worse with the old seasonal model. This season, I feel, has been great. You don't have nearly as much FOMO, but there was always that existential dread of if I want to get the most bright dust, I either have to play every single week to do these weeklies that I don't even want to do, mm -hmm. or I have to, I can skip a week, but I got to log in right before reset, grab those, hope there's no maintenance, grab them, and then hope that they're not repeated again. Um, and they only give half the rewards now this season, which honestly has been a bummer for all of us. Like, this is the least weeklies I've done in probably two years, mm -hmm. in all frankness. Like, I still do the Crucible ones just because I can get in and bang, bang that out, like, two, three matches. One, if it's Mayhem. Uh, just get in and wreck shop. Like, that's the only time I'll ever load up on alternate characters, frankly, is to go run Bright Dust bounties. But... So on this one, um, they're talking about bounties and bright dust, which are the last two really big remaining ones. Uh, they said they created a few goals during the production of Beyond Light, uh, for like such as like what is a season, uh, season, how do I engage with it when I log in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, provide a guide to new returning and veteran players for what to do this, today or this week. Guide the player through the season week after week. Encourage players to engage with complexities and nuances of the seasonal activity and rituals. And reduce the penalties on XP and Bright Dust from missing a given week. Um, basically, the only way you were going to hit max level right away was if you grinded a shitload of repeatable bounties. And I don't think I need to say to anybody how obnoxious that can be. Mm -hmm. Just grinding Crucible over and over and over again. Running strikes over and over and over. Because Crucible is yes, the one you want to be repeating right now. Uh, right, Crucible is about <laughs> the only one you can repeat, and even then, like you want to be doing that with friends. You don't want to do that solo, right? 
it like it's okay, but I feel like this season especially has just been the with the addition of Stasis, it has gotten real rough if you're playing solo in the Crucible. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what they address here. So they said to address these goals. Uh, We are addressing a new pursuit type for players, seasonal challenges. Seasonal challenges live on their own page and are accessed to the quest log or season pass and are separated by week. Uh, So we're going to read their entire break. We're going to read that. We're going to read the breakdown and uh, some examples of what a challenge could be. Um, And then we're going to discuss this before we move on to rewards. Uh, Every week for the first 10 weeks of a season, between three and ten new challenges will appear automatically for players. Some of the challenges will deal with seasonal content, while others will push players to complete strikes, gambit, crucible, or reflect on non-activity-focused destiny rituals like gaining power, unlocking artifact mods, or improving guns and armor. Challenges can only be completed once per account, but once they become available, these challenges can be completed at any time before the end of the season and do not need to be started or picked up from a vendor. For example, if a player does not play for weeks two through four, they can return on week five and have all those challenges waiting for them. Completing challenge awards XP contributing to your season pass. Other rewards include bright dust, seasonal currency, or other interesting items. Ooh. Uh, which we'll, we're going to circle back to that comment in just a second. Mm. Mm. Uh, this does mean weekly bounties are gone. No more complete matches in the Crucible uh, and extra progress for using your super or void weapons or bullshit like that. No more kill 150 Vex and kill three bosses in strikes. Thank I mean, God. We all hate it. Thank God. 150 Vex. It, I saw the perfect tweet, and it was the, it says just the sexual tension between you and the other Guardian when you're both trying to kill the Vex in Warden of Nothing for the fucking bounty. And it's so true because there's no reliable Vex strike anymore. No. Like, and that that's one example. It used to be the Fallen. Like, that was our complaint all through Shadowkeep was, oh my god, there's not I a mean, Fallen strike. I mean, the only one I can think of is the... Pe- Exodus is... Down. Oh, Fucking Exodus Down is the worst. Mm. It's still bad. Three mm. years later, it's the four years later. Yeah. It's still terrible. It's awful. I mean, the only other but one I can think of that's like reasonable has a reasonable amount of vex and it's not even a vex strike it's a cabal strike is 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 the inverted spire strike and even then you have to get the right roll on it yeah there's different versions of it yeah oh it's my just, dude like, honestly it's irresponsible like other than might of the traveler and gambit which was disabled completely by last week's patch yeah and we were like oh my god finally it's gone now they're all about to be gone so i'm thrilled for this yeah but some of the examples they give us here Uh, They say, we have taken more leeway with creating some interesting or more difficult challenges. These may be things you are already doing or things that test your ability. Some examples include defeating primeval envoys in Gambit, defeating enemies in the ordeal with seasonal weapons, gaining infamy or valor ranks, acquire the ritual weapon and cosmetic ornaments, winning rounds in Trials of Osiris, and completing a Grandmaster Nightfall. Not all challenges will recover that level will require not recover require that level of accomplishment. But the harder or longer the challenge is, the more experience it rewards. Challenges to focus on the seasonal activity and ritual mostly need the season pass to complete. But most of the ritual focused challenges can be completed without the season pass. Roughly sixty percent of the challenges do not require you to own the season pass, which is good. There's still a route for you if you don't want to buy the pass for a given season. You can still earn your bright dust. Um, we've already talked about disabling the, the weekly bounty. Um, 
most of the challenges disappear after the season they were introduced, and anything that isn't claimed will be lost. We don't add any new challenges past week 10, which should give everyone a few weeks to clean up anything they didn't finish. Any challenge that rewards unique or seasonal items, currencies, lore books, seasonal weapons, etc., can be completed as long as the seasonal activity is in the game, but XP awarded will only be available during the season it was introduced. Corey, hearing all that... What is your... I've seen some very mixed reactions on this already. Uh, what is your general feeling? I mean... Hmm. I'm like... I mean, I'm very mixed at a lot of this stuff. You know, like, including everything that we've talked about so far. It's just like... I think I think the seasonal challenges are exciting. I think it's like, okay, for somebody who doesn't play with a big group of people a lot, mm -hmm. like... That's exciting that I can just kind of go in there, yep. see what these challenges are. I can complete them, get cool stuff. The weekly, the weekly bounties is a big, just like thank God they're gone type thing. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of, I kind of like some of these changes. I, I don't. What are people really having a problem with besides them uh, being just the destiny community is in general? They feel that it's more bounties being shoved down our throats. Um, and people, so uh, I want to share, I want to share a fun story about this. I, I tweeted out when I first read through this twab and I read about the seasonal challenges, I went, Oh, Bungie, here we go again <laughs> is essentially what I said. And Cor Corey, you saw that and we're like, Oh God, what happened? Oh God. I misread this section probably about three or four times. Um, and I also subsequently misread the bright dust stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, as these challenges would not be available past the week that they were open. And so people on Reddit and on Twitter who did not read, like me, were jumping to conclusions going, oh my God, they said they're getting rid of FOMO, but there's even more of it now. <laughs> and let me tell you something, that that is just simply not accurate. Um, if you want to take off most of a season, you are totally entitled to do that. You I can mean, take they off the... They, that's why they're leaving it all in for the whole yeah. year. Right. But I mean, like the cosmetics and stuff like you could bounce for eight, nine weeks out of the season, still come back and do absolutely everything that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, um, in fact, I was I was just checking Reddit to see if uh, the community managers had replied to anything uh, and they haven't so far. But I am very excited about this i am mm -hmm. one of those who likes chasing certain triumphs anyways yeah. just for something to do when i'm playing the game like once i've finished all the given content like that's why i go for the seasonal seals they're not really hard but they do require you to actually play a decent amount of stuff in the season mm. and i don't like to play the same game every single day for like two weeks so that's why i don't grind out the seals that quickly mm -hmm. the, the warden one is quite easy to do if you just sit down and do it but that's the thing it requires sitting down and doing it so so I, I like to see things at the beginning to slowly start working towards them yeah. throughout the season. Like complete 10 Wrathborn hunts wearing the seasonal armor. Well, if you have the whole set on, that gives you 10%. Mm -hmm. And like that's the way it should be. Like, okay, cool. So I only got to ultimately do 10 of these. Like now if just the rewards were better, I'd be willing to do a lot more of these. The problem is I had grinded out like 15 of those things before I realized that was a uh, triumph. Mm -hmm. So I had to go back and do even more. Uh, or I had done a couple only wearing like one or two pieces. So you have things like that, but I like that you're going to have not only those, you're going to have the seasonal challenges too. And we talked about this before. We love that they're tying cosmetics 
two triumphs mm-hmm. right now for doing certain things in game. Like, I like this. Like, these are things that, yeah, there's going to be hard things. It looks like like the Grandmaster Nightfall is probably going to be the hardest thing. Like, by the time that one rolls around, I'm probably going to be done with my season pass. Right. Like, by the time that one's active, because Grandmasters don't usually go up until about halfway through the season. Like, I'm not, and I'm, I am not in any rush to do a Grandmaster ever. Yeah. Ever. I just don't care. Like, there's a reason why I don't do ordeals to begin with. But, like, oh, there's certain things that will award me bright dust for doing it? Hell yeah, I'm going to jump in <laughs> and do that. Or, oh, like, if they, give you a, if they give you a ship for doing it that's actually unique and not just a complete reskin, like doing the... Uh, the Master Nightfall was the first my favorite, season of Shadowkeep. My favorite thing is when they say you're getting a new uh, exotic ship, and it's literally like it's it's like the twentieth reskin of like the la- the launch ship from Destiny One. Yeah, it's like, like come on, guys. Like that yeah, like I won't kill myself for that. Like I want to preview this ship before I go do it, or I'll let somebody else do it first, and then I'll decide is it worth it or not. Like, am I going to be that much of a completionist? But like, while we're talking rewards, though, they are bumping something else. You alluded to it at the top of the show. We're, we're going to do some math here with Bright Dust. Oh, boy. Guys, I, I'm on the climb to 100K, and they just made it so much easier for me to get up there. Like, once I realized what was happening after I reread this, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I really like this change, actually. I love it, because at first... You see, like, oh, my God, the weeklies are going away. And that's the first thing my mind went to was, shit, our only source of brightness now is repeatables and the season pass. And great, the season pass is very generous. You get a little over 10,000 mm-hmm. through the season pass. That's fantastic. If you buy the season pass, you get a little over 10K. If you don't buy it, you get, like, 7,000, I think, which is not horrible. That's mm-hmm. enough for the armor from mm-hmm. Eververse. Yeah. But... They said, uh, before Beyond Light launch, we discussed some of the goals around changes to Bright Dust. We wanted to change the way you earn Bright Dust and move more towards account-specific paths. Uh, and to give players with only one character significantly more dust than they've been earning over the last year. Thank you. It kind of sucked. Hence why I played so much Destiny last year. Was almost, like, at certain points, just logging in to do my weeklies and then logging out. I'd play for four or five hours straight, do all my weeklies, and then I'd peace out. Um... Since you no longer have to purchase weekly ritual bounties, each of the Strike, Crucible, and Gambit seasonal challenges will award between 75 and 300 Bright Dust. We are also introducing an end-of-season Bright Dust bonus. If you complete nearly all of the seasonal challenges, we are awarding a single 4,000 Bright Dust pile. I am assuming they are saying this so that if somebody does not want to do the Grandmaster or does not want to do Trials, they will not be forced to. Mm-hmm. That's my interpretation of this. Okay, we'll let you get this, but you can, like, skip one or two things. Yeah. For me, that's going to be skipping a Grandmaster, most likely, unless the ship that they give you is bitchin', in which case I'll kill myself to get it done when it's, like, (laughs) Lake of Shadows or something. Unless it's Uh, bitchin'. Unless it's bitchin'. Uh, Each ritual vendor challenge, complete the complete eight bounties thing that we have now, awards 120 Bright Dust for each character who completes it each week. And since this is prompted by the removal of weekly bounties, only seasonal challenges that will be awarding Bright Dust are the ones that both season pass owners and free players can complete. So they're making it to where everybody can still get it. You don't have to own a season pass to get this special Bright Dust, Mm -hmm. right? So the math they give us here, seasonal challenges, Bright Dust, all players. Free seasonal activities will equal 6,000 total. 
Uh, that's from the challenges page. The seasonal extra is 4,000. And so your total will be 10K. The season pass bright dust. The free path gives you 7,500. The paid path gives you an additional 3,000 for uh, 10,500. Now, that is a little over, just a little over 20,000. That is if you are not doing your repeatables. That is if you are not doing the weekly vendor challenge, which they break down to you as well. 120 bright dust per vendor, per character, per week. 14,000 total if completing all required weekly challenges in the course of season 13. Uh, and we will still offer weekly and repeatable bright dust bounties for seasonal events, giving you a bit more bright dust towards uh, desired rewards. Uh, Corey and I ran some preliminary numbers on this. You're basically going to get, if, if you don't have a seasonal event, you will get nearly 35k in a season. With a seasonal event, you'll probably come closer to 40 Mm -hmm. that is by far by far and away the most they've ever done in a season i don't i don't want to hear any more complaining i don't want to hear any more complaining about bright dust ever ever like this this is how it should be if you're not going to give it to us for dismantling which i do think at a certain point that did need to be changed i that i actually will go on record as saying i defend that Mm -hmm. um simply because i mean like Listen, I have my whole stock because I deleted so many things in the lead up to Shadowkeep, but it's still absurd. Like, I don't I don't know. I, I think it kind of broke the economy. Like when people find exploits or like the people who just played like nonstop, like that's all they get. They, they had so much. And I don't know. Like, I think this helps it make it feel a bit more balanced. Like, you still have to pick and choose, but it's not as bad for those who don't have a gigantic bank of 60K like me. Right. So, I really, I mean, I really love this. Like, I'm probably only going to do the vendor challenge stuff on one character, but now I don't feel pressured to do strikes or to do gambit. If I want to take a couple weeks off, I don't have to do them. I'm only missing out on, like, 120, Mm -hmm. you know? And what I get for my repeatable. So I'm missing out like 200 a week from that character. Like mm-hmm. if I if I were to do this on all three characters or on one character, I could still earn about 4,700 from one character. Mm-hmm. That's still great. That's, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Like I will do the Crucible. I will probably run the Crucible one on all three characters because that's just so easy. You can get that done in one match. Mm-hmm. It is legitimately easy to get that done in one match. The Gambit one you got to actually try at strikes this will get me to go do strikes i now no longer have to go kill a specific like 200 or 150 <laughs> fucking vex yeah. or three three cabal bosses kills. in strikes since like right like now i'm more likely to wait until i start seeing some of these strike or gambit challenges pop up and be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna layer the seasonal challenge rewards with me doing the bounties for that since i don't like doing this activity as much mm-hmm. i'll probably still earn about 3500 mm-hmm. vendor challenges like the gunsmith ones that those are easy to do just right. run around run around trossland and do it <laughs> <laughs> that's what all of us do just run into a I mean, sector yeah oh. or uh, go go see uh Variks on europa oh god oh by the way speaking of europa side tangent did you see their tweet? I did. If, if you like seven likes, we'll add a third. Uh, <laughs> I retweeted uh, it. I retweeted it from Tower Casuals, and I was like, "You guys like, better, you better fucking, fucking like, like this." 
Did you see? Uh, so somebody uh, somebody posted it on uh, Reddit, I think, and they had a screenshot of it, and they're like, uh, they're like, hey, this should be easy, and the reply says, uh, monkey's paw curls, <laughs> Se- uh, second uh, second transmat zone added next to Varys. <laughs> Or uh, they're like, here you go, fixed it for you, and it's a map of Europa. Oh, and there's God. one like literally just past the chasm at Sharon's Crossing. It's not up in Eventide where we all want it. And it's like, back back when I was back when I was a kid, we had to walk to Reese Reborn both ways in the snow. And I was just, oh my God, like it's so bad. Just get, they, they have to be giving us the Deepstone Crypt transmat zone. Right. I mean, there's, there's nothing else that they're giving us. It's going to be that because it's already programmed, which is fine. That's perfect. I don't have to load in and drive through multiple zones to get up there. Oh, man. It's just such a God. And like when you have to keep traveling back to Varix and traveling back up there, like this alone may get me to finally go get stasis on another character. <laughs> I haven't bothered to do it on my Warlock, and I really want to. And this might actually get me to do it now that I can fast travel, like, half the way to most of the bullshit. I love it. I, I love it so much. Like, that that's the kind of QOL I want to see in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time coming, I guess, right? So, just uh, let's get that in there. Let's just let me land somewhere other than Varix and... Stranger. It's, Why is there a transmat so, zone by the stranger, by the way? There's no, like, besides so, the campaign, there's like nothing there except for like. Your, sta- your stasis fragments. Yeah, but. Turning those in. Because I'll be honest, if there wasn't one, I'd be bitching about that too. Yeah, it's probably uh, fair. Uh, I probably would be too. I, I do think you have. You. I'm pretty sure they're going to give her more to do. Yeah. Later this year, they they have to if they already have that, or we're gonna do more with the ziggurat or something. That was the other joke I saw was monkey's paw curls, uh, fast travel added to the ziggurat. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, like this is this is terrible. What, who hurt you, Bungie? Like, give me one inside Reese Reborn at this point, because <sighs> so much shit takes place in there. Yeah, but Corey, uh, our last part of the twelve. This is it's well, our second to last part. It's pretty meaty. It's uh, it's sandbox changes. We're not going to go through all of this um, because I simply just don't want to read a whole bunch of numbers. You can go read it for yourself. Nobody yeah. likes hearing patch notes or weapon adjustments from me. But we're going to hit I the... I do. Uh, Especially if it has to do with auto rifles and scout rifles. Of course you do, Corey. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to address what they say here at the very beginning, though. Uh, prep- this is all in preparation for crossplay coming later this year. Oh my so gosh, they changed- can't wait. They changed the recoil stat. This is the main reason why people are upset with this today. Because they went in the exact opposite way that players wanted them to go. Yeah, this is for, like, PC only, though, right? Or is so, this is this across the board? No, this is PC only. This is bringing PC down to console level. Oh, God. When we wanted it the opposite way of console being brought up to PC. <laughs> and that's, again, monkey's paw curled. You want crossplay? Weapons are about to be way shittier on PC. Because, let's put it this way. If you use Gnawing Hunger or Recluse or Ikelos SMG, those things are like fucking lasers on PC. I know. I watch some, I watch some people play on PC and sometimes. It's they just like, very much are not on console. They're no, it's bad. like watch, watching the them play with Gnawing Hunger and the Ikelos yeah. submachine gun. is like watching people play at Halo 1 with the assault rifle. Like, it's, no it's recoil, recoil at all. It's gross. <laughs> it's it, 
it's seriously it's it's just a fucking laser so the following archetypes will have their mouse and keyboard recoil adjusted closer to controller auto rifle scout rifle pulse submachine gun hand cannon and machine gun in the case of pulse smg and machine gun we'll be introducing some buffs um so camera movement from firing an smg is reduced by uh 24 percent uh seven percent on pulse rifle and machine gun nine and a half uh buffs that we are getting next season rocket launchers increased damage by 30 percent good very excited for this good exotic rocket launchers have been adjusted individually and are affected by this change to different degrees uh we can finally use two-tailed fox and it actually be useful for the first time ever thank god because i two years after being introduced remember when that thing was introducing me was like this is the next galahorn it's gonna be the next galahorn and then it just sucked yeah, it was a piece of shit from day one. Yeah. I've legit seen one person use it, and that's my girlfriend, because she thought it was pretty. That was the exact reasoning that I was given. Thank God it was only in the blind well and not in a raid. Um, <laughs> fusion rifle uh, usage is low, and they're an unreliable choice in Crucible compared to shotguns. Uh, the really? Fall-off start- <laughs> really? Fall-off start distance, uh, 6% with zero range, 16% with 100 range, reduced camera movement by 9.5. Breach grenade launcher projectiles will now detonate on impact with a character even if holding the trigger, no longer having to fire and then release the trigger or tap it again to explode or whatever. I've never been good with breach loaders. Yeah. There's a reason why I've only ever used Mountaintop, and I just got that this season. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, that's that's probably smart, right, though? Oh, this, that's that's a no-brainer move. I can't believe yeah. it took us, like, two years to get to this point. Yeah. That's a great idea. So Now, if we just had, like, more than one that was useful in the game. Right. Or, like, if they would stop giving me the same one every time. Give me something useful. <laughs> right. Um, increased ADS flinch uh, to snipers when taking damage from other players. Thank God. And then sword damage is going to be reduced by 15%. Um, because they're still too dominant. This, for me, is less of a problem with swords and more of a glaring indication that other uh, choices in the heavy slot just suck ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't. It, I always just run a sword. Guillotine. Guillotine was nerfed going into Beyond Light, and it is still the best legendary option you have in that slot. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's no other... Even after this nerf, it's still going to be your top one. I think this will probably bring it more in line with if you choose to use spike nades again, which I still like to use my spike nades. This will probably bring it in if you have spike nades with full court and uh, clown cartridge. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the god roll these days. Like If you are lucky enough to have one of those, this will probably bring falling guillotine close to that. Close-ish, at Mm -hmm. least. Yeah. Uh, Lament is still going to do insane damage. Atrax, you may have to take out one more copy now. Like, that's the biggest change that's going to affect with Lament. Uh, your, your anime sword will not completely kill everything in one hit anymore. And then, uh, there are some exotic changes. Um, the... Some exotic weapons lose their buffs when you switch weapons, which is intended. They also lose it when pulling out your ghost, which is not intended. They finally have fixed that issue after legit years of asking on Ace of Spades and Terabah. And apparently it was doing it on Hawkmoon as well. So those are now fixed. Uh, Borealis and Hardlight will have a custom animation for switching damage type. 
So I'm excited to see what that is. Uh, duality, they uh, they nerfed some of that. Uh, buff stacks for seven to five, um, and increased the fall off distance, so it can't quite snipe you anymore. Mm. Uh, and yeah, those are those are the big ones. And the final note, which I'm really excited to hear about, uh, given the state of trials, uh, tuning pass will happen on Arbalest. It will not be ready for February 9th, but it will be touched later on in season 13. Uh, extremely excited for that one because Arbalest just absolutely demolishes. Um, so Corey, anything in there that stands out to you? Um, it's just it's a bunch of numbers basically right now. Yeah, no, I mean I'm excited for the uh, the some of the changes for the the heavy weapons specifically. Uh, I mean, I look, I love using the swords, but like like you said, they're the best option right now. So there's not like mm-hmm. a I, I don't feel the need and to switch every, it up. Everything literally, even like the Vex Hydras do a fucking boss stomp. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to have an option now that doesn't require me to either be super precise with my aim, mm-hmm. but that I can put some tracking on. So, like, Bad Omens with cluster with uh, tracking and cluster bombs is back on the menu, boys. I can't wait to use that again. I have a fully masterworked one still camping out of my vault waiting that I did last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited to go back to using this, which I haven't really needed to in a year and a half, two years. Yeah. You know? I uh, I mean, I'm excited for the, the breach grenade launcher changes. I'm excited for yeah. for some of the sniper rifle uh, nerfs because, like, I, as someone who doesn't use sniper rifles in, in big open crucible areas, like, I eat your toast if you try to run across the f- open field, mm-hmm. you know, and... and the fact that maybe I can run across the field and not die on the first shot might, <laughs> and and it might intrigue me to play some more Crucible. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think these are all pretty decent changes for controller players. Uh, sorry for you PC players. Uh, I know one of the one of the people that listens to us, uh, Yodeler. He's he uh, he plays on PC, and I'm just like, oh man, I saw these changes. I was like, man, sorry, dude. <laughs> Come to my level, I guess. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with any of these changes really for the way that I play. So it's, it's, it's all good, man. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do want to note, uh, while we're sitting here, um, DMG just tweeted out, he says, uh, any weekly bounties that you have in your player inventory, even if they're completed, will be removed at the beginning of season 13. So if you've been stacking those up to get an early start on next year or next season season pass, I am guilty of doing this towards the end of a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and turn those in now because they will be auto removed and you will not get the bright dust or the XP from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might as well just go ahead and turn them in. Uh, reset next week with your extra buff. Get that uh, get that wonderful extra bright Ingram out of all of it. And I don't think there's... Mo- oh, we do have one more thing on the on the twelve. I'm sorry. We have one more thing. Uh, Crimson Days, as we know it, is dead. It's gone. Darn. Darn. Um, one of our first seasonal events in Destiny 1, tradition we carried to Destiny 2. Uh, it's been missing the mark in terms of quality over the last few years. Uh, remember, that, remember that remark? We're about to circle back to it. Uh, 
will miss this event. The move will allow us to maintain focus for alternate seasonal, seasonal offerings, ranging from quests to activities and more. We've quite a bit planned for next season, and our hope is that we've maintained or even improved the quality you've come to expect from the release. Uh, some of you may be asking about the fate of Crimson Doubles. This mode is currently being shifted to the Destiny Content Vault, but may return in the future. So, uh, I kind of said at the top of the show we were going to talk about this. We've This has been a topic that's been brewing with Corey and I for a while now. We kind of touched on it at the end of last year with both Colonel Panic and Nerd Generalist in regards to seasonal events, such as Festival of the Lost, uh, the Dawning, Crimson Doubles, or Crimson Days, whatever you want to call it, um, Solstice, and what used to be the Revelry and is now Guardian Games. Yeah. Um, this is a great move, in my opinion. I think this was something that needed to happen very badly. Because, let's be honest, Crimson Doubles came in for a week. Not even for like a two or three week event. It was here for a week. Mm -hmm. It's not that fun. No. And your reward was the same thing. Like three years in a row, it was the same bow. Mm -hmm. uh, the Vow. Mm -hmm. Two, three years in a row, something like that, I think. It was yeah. two, year, two years. Two years in a row was the same thing. Same ornaments everything else like there weren't any that any very unique rewards uh this does bring up a question of oh well, what happens to those rewards now do they go into the bright dust pool bright ingrams whatever they don't address that here but i think this is indicative of a larger conversation we need to have because last year almost every event we had was awful mm -hmm. it was just boring like we've done these for so many years i hope this is the beginning of a trend of us revamping every single event this year because i think that solstice I think Solstice was done right last year mm -hmm. with the armor grind. It's just for some of us, it was like, fuck, they made the armor grind easier this year, but we got so burned out doing it the last two or three years, we don't want to do it again. Right. And it's ironic because I think this is the best looking armor we've ever gotten. It's the best upgrade path we've ever had for the armor. We got more cosmetics given to us than ever before. But we were just so burned out on the event. Like, if Solstice is the one thing that they actually keep intact, largely the way that it was last year, I'd be okay with that. Guardian Games has to change. That was a bounty simulator. That's all it was for three weeks. Cool idea. Shit execution like everything else in Season of the Worthy. Um, Festival of the Lost, I mentioned that this year. I barely touched it. I'm done. I'm over I'm over Festival of the Lost. I yeah, I'm. I'm ready done. for. I'm ready for some new. Like, I, I like. I, if they change it, like, okay, cool. But like, I'm ready for like a new event in that time in that time slot. You know, like I'm. Just, I, I'm absolutely ready, and I. I do think that this change signals them moving into more of a pattern, like we talked about, like oh, an event towards the end of each season. Mm-hmm. Um, a seasonal thing, if they do keep the release uh, in October or in November, like we're speculating, that would set up for one basically at the end of every season, with the exception of the first season, which, oh, you'll get Dawning in the middle, which is fine. That kind of helps you carry on. Dawning is another one I feel kind of similar about. Like, I like baking the cookies. I think that's a lot of fun, actually. Uh, I love I love making Zavala fat. Zavala and Shax get so many cookies from me because they're right there. And this year, uh, Christmas Grandma got a lot of cookies from me as well since we could finally make them for her. Um, but as much as I like doing that, I also feel like that, in a way, has gotten pretty stale, too. This is the third year in a row we've done it. Um, it's time. 
you know, it, it's, t- it's time for a new event. It's time for other things to happen. Like, I like the change that they made this year, though, where when you ranked up in the community event, you got things from past Donics. You got emotes, even if they were just blue or a purple. You got those. You got past sparrows. You got past ships. Like, that was really cool to me. That's the kind of stuff that needs to happen with things that are either no longer going to be in play or just aren't earnable anymore. Let us earn them through gameplay the next year. If right. you want them right away, pay for them. Use your bright dust. Use your silver. But yeah, I mean that's that's something we've something been talking about forever. For yeah. yeah, I mean, I I just don't understand. I don't know why that that's like. I, is it is it that hard to do? Like, I mean, is it is it hard to do that? Like, is there something within their engine or the model that they I don't shift so. content that it's that hard? Like, why is that not a thing? And it gets about keeping the artificial grind, right? But, like, you know as well as I do, there are certain things that have never come back around Yeah. from some of these seasonal events. Like, that, I was so happy this year when they offered the Hardlight emote through Twitch Prime because I missed that last year. And I didn't think I'd get a chance for it. I have never gotten a chance to get the Black Talon one I missed two years ago ever again. Yeah. I've never gotten a chance for that again. And it's like, that happened, that ornament was out before I had Black Talon, so I didn't buy it. Yeah. And then I got, and I was like, shit, I really like using this weapon, but that's like one of the coolest ones. It looks like you're carrying around a ice sword. Yeah. That's I, so cool. I think, I think like personally, I think ornaments for, for weapons should be around all season or all year, like all, like forever. I, yeah, I, I have some, I have some mixed feelings on that one. Um, I do think that there needs to be a way. I think that maybe like two or three legacy ornaments a week should be a section in Eververse. Mm-hmm. Um, like, okay, you do those, and then, like, oh, well, maybe we'll offer, like, a really rare one or something for, you know, like, super reduced silver. I don't know. Like, oh, God, no no more for silver, actually. Like, we'll offer these for Bright Dust. Like, we'll have one for this season that'll rotate out, and then we'll have two others that you can get each week or something, or, like, every couple of weeks or something. I don't know. Something like that to give players a chance. Like, there's stuff from year one that's never come back. Yeah. Um, I, one of the great complaints from hunters is that we could never get the, the stompies mm-hmm. ornaments, uh, with the mechanical legs, which I didn't realize how rare those were. I got them out of a, out of a bright Ingram back in, I think year one or beginning of year two. Um, I didn't realize how rare those were. I've literally never worn those without those on. And people are like, Oh my God, where'd you get that? I'm like, oh. like the prismatic facet, I think back in <laughs> year one. Like oh my god! Like ah, dude, I didn't get that. Like I missed it that season, or I didn't play that season, so I can never get it. And like same with the Orpheus rig ornaments. Like that never came back around until recently. Like now with the changes to Bright Ingrams and oh, you can you can get stuff from any season. That's cool. But as you add more seasons to that, the more diluted that loot pool gets again. Like right. you're gonna get to a point where you're Do gonna you... eventually need to take out all mm-hmm. legendary items. Do you think they're like that loot pool is like? Do the do you think they re, once you get one of them? Do you think they remove that from your loot pool, and then that's how you keep your your probability high? As you just as keep far buying as stuff? I know, that's as far as I know, that's how it works. Once you've acquired something, it's not supposed to roll for you again, with the exception of shaders, transma, shaders and transmat effects. I believe are the only things that will roll for you again. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't know because all I get are year one ghosts, sparrows, and ships, of which I thought I had all of them by now. Nope. But I keep Sorry. getting them. I've got to be getting close on blue on blue emotes. I'm telling you, I got to be getting real close on that. Uh, There's so I, many. 
Why are there, why, first of all, why are there colored emotes? Like, I get, I get, okay, like, you can have legendary and exotic ones, and the exotic ones can be for, like, you know, special things, whatever. But, like, why are there blue and greens, you know? Like, why? I don't know. I mean, who is actually using the green ones, first off? I, I, I will admit I used to use the hunter sit a lot, and then I got one with a chair, and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm too good to sit on the ground now. Yeah. So, uh, the chair it is. Yeah. I mean, I have a chair one, too, but it's just like... Mm-hmm. It, it's bad it's it's bad it's it's become frankly unmanageable i wish that i had a mode to hide all green and blue emotes yeah and just show my legendary and exotic ones because i mean even legendaries like i have i think one legendary that i ever equip and that's the uh flare gun mm-hmm. and even that's been taken off because i have so many cool exotic ones now that i want to use like just weird ones like the dj the callus chair uh, tiny ride, sad trombone. Like I've got so many that I use. Like my, I got my asshole emotes. As like I them. use the, I use the red card one. I use the, the one where I use, like sad trombone. I'm telling you, I do the fireworks where you're dancing around like an asshole. Mm-hmm. The self celebration one where the people are like throwing flowers at you yeah. and stuff. I the sel- the selfie one I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And now the Xbox has the share button. Yeah, it works way better. I, I love it so much. But it's it's just it's things like that. Like but it's clear we need to change these seasonal events. We gotta change it up. Like we took some good steps in Solstice. Mm-hmm. And with um not just Solstice, but with moments of triumph as well. I mean, with all the cosmetics, all the physical rewards we got out of that, like we took some really great strides mm-hmm. in that. But we need that to reflect in all seasonal events, and unless you can do that maybe we don't have to do a seasonal event. Maybe we don't need something this spring because you guys need to revamp what you do. Like maybe we don't need to do guardian games again, unless you're going to do something drastically different. If you're just going to give me what you gave me last year, I urge you not to put it in the game. You'll earn more goodwill from keeping it out than putting it in. Mm -hmm. Like revelry as broken as it was, was so fun for people because I was seeing people were just like throwing shards of Galnor at Riven because supers were coming back instantly. Yeah. Like, uh, you had like triple solar damage. Like that's how people were getting through some of these raids for the first time. I love seeing shit like that. I'd love to go with a team of celestial nighthawks and f- hypothetically, if something like that happens or like a group of all warlocks, if they were to do void for a week or something and just be able to throw six Nova bombs at the sanctified mind. I would love that so much, but you know, who knows what they're going to do. Like they, they took the revelry out because it was too broken. Then they put guardian games in, which was too shit. So what the only clear solution is to bring back Sparrow racing league. I'm just going to say, I mean, why not? Why not? I don't, I personally don't care about it. I'll skip the event altogether. If they bring back Sparrow racing league, but that's something people have asked for, for a long time. I want to show off my tiny Sparrow. You know, it's my (laughs) Mitch, uh, and I, we always play together when we're both Titans mm-hmm. and we both ride tiny sparrows and we were like, we should start a clan called Tots, Titans on Tiny Sparrows. I love it. I love them. I mean, like, if you're not if you're not using Tiny Ride, I, I did buy the tiny sm- snowmobile. Mm-hmm. Uh the sled, whatever it is. Cool. I did buy that. I've it's been cool. driving that around. I love it. Well, more more wacky sparrows like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just I love it so I much. I want more like, wacky stuff like that in general. You know, like 
<clears throat> I do too, and I like that it's tied to the seasonal events too, because it's like, okay, I'm not getting that shit out of Bright Ingrams. Like, that's keeping it with it. The Bright Ingrams tend to be stuff that you would actually see in universe, I feel, mm-hmm. and stuff you get in Eververse. This, on the other hand, though, this is literally meant to be fun. Like, I mean, I have fucking werewolf armor from Festival of the Lost. Like, that's awesome. I'm not going to get that out of a Bright Ingram walking around. I'm not going to get. Like fucking elf armor or whatever it is. Right. I don't know what you want to call the the dawning armors. Like, yeah, it, there's just there's so much cool stuff. Like, and unless you're uh, unless you're our friend A One Johnny, you're not wearing the uh, the Titan bath towel from Guardian Games. No. So, the Titan armor is getting worse. I think. Oh, dude, it's getting so bad. Y'all went from it's just like it's rain gutters and bath towels. Like, that's all you have. I'm really tired of like multiple versions of like a knight you know like give me something cool like the warlocks the warlock armor and the hunter armor is so cool and then i go go i play i'm play i play as a titan and it's like oh well i got giant kneecaps again i don't know (laughs) it's just like give me something cool man it's rough i want to look i want to look agile like i can move through the world i don't want to like look like this big lumbering idiot which i I get that's what that's what the titan is but like i want to look cool you know Mm. bring me back some of that sparrow racing league spandex there's just there's so many things you can do for these events and i just really hope that they unvault some stuff or they change if you're going to keep existing events like i the approach they're taking with crimson days that's great you're taking it away for the year to retool it maybe you'll bring something back next year yeah whatever that's cool like i also don't think we need to have a seasonal event starting literally a week into a season yeah it wouldn't even be a weekend it would be the week of the season coming out like you're going to be doing story content you're not going to be worrying about doing that yeah Hell, even last year when it happened, I was more focused on finishing up Season of the Dawn stuff than I was about that. Also, I was going on vacation when that happened, since it happens over Valentine's. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. Just just rework things. The, the, this job is really good for showing that you are listening to a lot of player feedback. Mm-hmm. But we got to keep that momentum going. Like, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting to see what we get next week now since it'll be the final one before a season starts and we'll have the new story trailer. We'll presumably know some of the season pass rewards by the time we record next week. I just, God, dude, fingers crossed, fingers crossed right now. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All the fingers. Mm. Got some toes crossed. I, 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 I would cross my toes, but I'm not uh, that dexterous. Yeah. You know, I, I can barely just, Walk. I'm missing a few nerves down there, so. So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited. I, I like the changes in here. Uh, I'm ready. I, like, I'm looking forward to this next season. I'm looking forward to like just the rest of the expansion. Honestly, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I I I, I want to see how the story shapes out to lead I, us into I, Witch Queen. Yeah, like I'm really excited for Witch Queen. Like. I, I know it's like really early to be excited for it, but I want to see what's leading up to it because like the witch queen feels like this is going to be this game's. I I don't want to, I mean, I I don't want to position it this way because of what it involves and the characters that it involves, but it feels like they're really positioning it as the taking King big major expansion. The first big, like a new major expansion on the level of taking King and forsaken, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what it I feels mean, Beyond like. Light in so many ways feels like the launch of a new game. Yeah, it sure does. Like and we we've said that a lot. Like and there there's gonna be growing pains with it, right? Like we know there's gonna be continued, you know, stasis tweaks going in the next season and whatnot. Like Crucible like I mentioned earlier, like Crucible is just simply not fun if you're not playing with friends or using stasis. Like you pretty much have to use it to stay competitive, even in uh, like control and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's rough. Yeah. And I mean Iron Ban I mean Iron Banner's a lot better now that you can play the solo playlist mm-hmm. but overall i mean it's just like god dude it's like it's fucking stasis uh, stasis and hand cannons is all it is i know it's all yeah. it ever is like that's it's yeah just... and i mean like i get it like the to a point like that's but there's also not a pvp meta at the same time which is really funny to say because i just said everyone uses stasis and hand cannons mm-hmm. you can rock no matter what you're doing you can just absolutely ball out like i've got i've had several games in the past couple weeks where i finished top of the leaderboard using <laughs> uh, a fucking pulse and using gnawing hunger or using forward path as my primary and using uh, last hope as my sidearm you know i've got and i gotta find you know more reliable sidearm i got fool's remedy but i want to find another one yeah with uh with the sun setting i a lot of people had really hoped that they were going to walk back sun setting and it's just like guys it's not happening it's not it's, it's simply not like if it was going to happen they would have said it this week yeah they're giving of the balancing mm-hmm. they're not going to walk it back um i suspect if they do it'll be when um uh, the fall comes out when the fall expansion they'll be like yeah so we realized we made a mistake we're not going to sunset weapons going forward mm-hmm can see that happening but that would be it that's the only thing i could see or like hey we're gonna drop it on armor at least yeah we understand not everybody wants to grind out for fully masterworked armor every year and like you know i hear people say like oh you know well the masterworked armor doesn't really matter like unless you're doing trials and raids and that's that's actually pretty accurate like unless you're doing trials raids or grandmasters you really don't need a fully masterwork kit. You can more than competently get through with eight or nine slots, mm-hmm. which is why I so rarely masterwork armor. Like if I'm going to masterwork armor, it's going to be on a, an exotic piece that rolled at like a natural 67 or 68 mm-hmm. that I know I'm going to use a lot. So it's going to be, it's going to be my shards. It's going to be my celestial Nighthawk, my Orpheus rigs, my stompies, whatever. Like, it's going to be on something like that, or it's going to be on an exotic weapon that's never going to age out on me. It's going to be on my Yoten. It's going to be on my, you know, well, my Xenophage. It's going to be something like that. Like, that's, well, I guess you're not masterworking exotic weapons, but, like, if I needed to, like, I would be masterworking weapons over armor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, that's... So that, that's something that has to be addressed, I think, at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, Corey, do we want to do questions first, or do we want to do lore corner? Um, I think we should do questions first. I like ending on lore corner. Let, let, let's do okay. Let's do questions. We've got we got two things from uh, from one of our friends. We do, we do, Josh. I don't. Uh, I think you have them both. So, um, yes, I'm pulling up one of them right now. We're so we're so prepared. <laughs> I'm so prepared. Uh, this comes from our friend Todd Oxtra. Uh, good friend of the show. Good guy that Corey and I have known for a very long time. Uh, I haven't played Destiny since Forsaken. Any tips? Any preferred class? I previously focused on a Warlock. 
Well, Warlock has one of the coolest su- stasis supers, I can tell you that. It has the best stasis super. Yeah. Bar none, even after the nerf. Um, If you haven't played since Forsaken, I would at least play through the story stuff for uh, Shadowkeep. I know like some of the seasonal stuff, like the important stuff leading mm-hmm. into Beyond Light is kind of gone, but I still think that those campaigns are worth playing through. Uh, I don't, if he hasn't played since Forsaken, would it be smart? I mean, I know Shahan is like the worst character of all time, but it would, would it be worth him playing through the new light stuff just to get caught up on like <sighs> the way things have changed and stuff? I don't think so. Um, just knowing like Todd, Todd's a destiny one veteran. Um, he played, he played some D one. I remember talking about that with him a long time ago. And then, uh, if you've, if you played Forsaken, I don't really think you need to. Um, there are some changes, but you're going to kind of learn it. Like, it's not going to teach you about upgrading your gear. It's not going to teach you about how infusion works now or about masterwork cores yeah, and enhancement fair. prisms and stuff. Like, it's not going to teach you all that shit. I would encourage you to stick with your warlock if you already have an existing character, uh, especially if that's a character that you imported from Destiny 1. Uh, you do still have the veteran dialogue, which I really like. It's not like major changes, but it is nice to see that cohesive story. Mm-hmm. Um but I think my my tip is pretty much the same as Corey's. Uh, definitely play through Shadowkeep and Beyond Light. Do Shadowkeep first and then go into Beyond Light. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll help boost you some levels too going into that. So you're not like 20 or 30 under. And being like our friend Ray calling me being like, all right, man. So I got to one of those parts that you said was uh, kind of hard to solo when you're under leveled. Can you come help? <laughs> and, you know, jumping in and just decimating it with Lament or with Falling Guillotine. Yeah. Um, I would I also oh, go ahead. I would also advise you to go kind of seek out the exotic weapons from this this uh, season. I think they're the the exotic quests are relatively yeah. easy. I mean, once you get up to level, yeah, um, yeah. lament will absolutely tear you apart if you're not ready. Yeah. Um, but I I mean I soloed those pretty yeah pretty easily. I mean, well, I, so I, I'm approaching this from like him be him coming in right at like 1050 yeah but if he play if he plays through shadow yeah, yeah, keep he'll probably after, he'll... You, after you play through shadow keep and uh beyond light absolutely start chasing exotics yeah get That's lament a... get xenophage uh i would say that th- those two are i don't think lament is necessarily essential but it is a really good storyline mm-hmm. um xenophage on the other hand i would say is pretty much essential to go get yeah and uh, if you need help yeah we'll help you like I, I mean i know you have to go through the the, the dungeon for xenophage but those first few steps are pretty and that, that's the last thing i was going to get to is i think beyond doing the campaigns and you know a handful of the exotic quests i think the most important thing that you can go do is going to be the dungeons um, I think that's the best example of endgame content right now in Destiny are the three dungeons that they have, um, as well as the Deepstone Crypt. That's a great, easy-ish raid to do, um, which is shocking. I wasn't expecting it to be that like beginner-friendly, mm-hmm. but it's one that very much gets you back into the groove. Like This is a great expansion to jump into if you haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, it very much does not necessarily hold your hand, but it does teach you a lot of things and there are some things you're gonna have to learn on your own i think something the game really needs to do a lot better at is teaching you how to use your infusion materials and how to get those yeah yeah uh, 
getting your getting your cores, your prisms, and your uh, your golf balls, your ascendant shards, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's just how like I mean tokens don't matter anymore. Most of your materials like materials do and don't matter. Um, planetary ones. Yeah, I it's mean. Just, very weird stuff going on like as you if you've been listening the last couple weeks like they're changing so much stuff right now like this Mm -hmm. is a good time to get back in yeah uh and those the planetary materials from uh the planets that are gone obviously Mm -hmm. i i would see if honestly i would see if spider is selling things for those if you have them yeah start unloading those yeah the only other uh, piece of advice I can give you is if you don't want to keep playing a Warlock, um, both of the other classes are completely viable. This is like the first time in a very long time where I feel like you can say, yeah, all three of them are worth playing. Mm-hmm. There's not one that's just wildly outbalanced or just insanely useful in endgame content right now. Like we, we learned this the hard way last week when uh, my buddy Matt and I ran the Harbinger mission. We were both on stasis and... His super was next to useless in that room because we were we were under leveled mm-hmm. in the final boss or, or in both boss rooms he was just he was useless with his super. Whereas I had you know I had my axes on and I was throwing them, but I eventually even took those off and you know switched over to um, my celestial nighthawk. You know, I, I good old old reliable over there. You know, popping off a third of the knight's health and you're you're gonna learn this when you play one of the biggest changes and something that again you can't really be taught by listening to a podcast that it's going to be through some trial and error it's going to be through you know kind of looking up some strategies figuring out what type of play style you want to go for there's a lot of new things with the mods like mods are brand new the armor mods, the armor and weapon mods. That's why we had weapon mods. We do it. We've got armor mods now. Uh, charts with light, war mine cells, the raid mods. Uh, there's just there's so much funky stuff going on. Your armor and weapons are constantly on a rotating timer now. It very much is trying to become more of an MMO, but part of the grind does feel pretty artificial, and it, it is a little rough. Yeah, I. Uh... I don't know. I like. I know Todd, and I know that he plays a lot of games. I don't. I don't know if he's going to dive that deep into that stuff. You know, like yeah. the mods and really, you know, right making builds and stuff. You uh, can you can enjoy the game without doing any yeah. sort of build. But basic mods, like you need to understand how those work. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I like Josh said. I think I think you should stay with your warlock at this point. Uh, like the the legacy dialogue is is really great to see that cohesive story and uh you know it it, the warlocks are are great this season like they have the best stasis ability so uh i don't really have anything else to add uh Uh, i I don't either um the other comment that we had from todd was um about uh the story accessibility yeah we talked a little bit about this last week uh but i i mean i still think there's got to be a better way to get like whether it's through like a visual novel type thing in the game to catch you up on where you're at. Or like, uh, I was, I was thinking about mass effect the other day, uh, cause one of those viral tweets was going around and I answered it. Uh, <laughs> and I was thinking about mass effect and like, man, those visual comics at the beginning of two and three, like 
would be really useful in Destiny. Uh, in terms of, like, just, like, okay, at least for, like, Destiny 1, is like, okay, here's kind of, like, what happened, this is what happened here, here's the Taken King storyline, here's the ri- uh, Rise of Iron, oh, the Red War campaign's gone, here's kind of what happened leading up to Forsaken, you know what I mean? Like a previously on Destiny type thing. Uh, Gears does a great job with it. Uh, I don't know, I, There's there's just got to be a way to get it in there. It it needs to happen. It's it's bad right now. Um, it's especially with moving all of this out. It's it's real rough. Um, I don't enjoy it. Having to explain the story to anybody who jumps back in after an extended period. Um, Yes, the lore is more accessible than ever, but nobody, like, well, I don't want to say nobody, like, most people don't want to sit there and read a whole bunch of text in-game, right? They want to, they want to have the main story beats given to them, and even the Exo Stranger, I mean, you go into Beyond Light, if you didn't play Destiny 1, you're like, who the fuck is this? Even having played Destiny 1, I'm like, okay, so what's the point in her being here? Like, we don't find that out until the very end of the campaign. You're just kind of left wondering, okay, who is this? Why should I care? Like, I almost feel like that's something that should have been told to us from the beginning. Yeah, and even if people aren't, It also wouldn't have made sense in the story, so it's a catch-22. But, like, to me, it's like, even if you aren't, if if you aren't deep in Destiny lore, you're not going to know who who you know like who uh uh she is you know like you're just not gonna you're just not gonna know like you're not gonna know she's one of the bray sisters what's the importance of the bray sisters oh what is clovis bray and i know like they kind of go through that within the campaign and everything but it's just like if you if you didn't if you didn't care about the stranger in destiny one or like didn't play destiny one you're not gonna care you know it's just like oh i'm just gonna go to snowy planet and shoot stuff now yeah, I, I hear people I, like I, I see people like jumping into the destiny now, and was like, "Who's this robot chick, and why do I care?" You know what I mean? Like, I, I still, I still see that even after people play the campaigns and stuff, and it's like, again, she's, I mean, she's it very requires important. you to do a little bit of reading there on screen. Yeah, and that, um, and it's just like, <clears throat> or it's in a throwaway line, and it's just, it's very weird because it feels very like. We're dropping this for you, but we're really not going to address this for like another year. And that's the shit that Destiny doesn't need right now. We need to start answering questions, not adding and not adding more mysteries. Mm-hmm. Like you can add a mystery or two, but but it can't be a whole expansion of mysteries. We already have the mystery of the darkness. Like the whole next couple expansions are going to be about us finding out the true nature of it, like of light and dark, and those that battle coming to a head. Like we don't need questions about npcs that have already been around for five or six years that we still don't know much about Mm -hmm. in the case of the stranger like you know we're we finally have learned about you know drifter's backstory but you know why was drifter there why was eris there like we don't we kind of know why eris was there we don't really know like oh drifter's just kind of tagging along because him and eris are buddies now like (laughs) why did the stranger call you know him specifically it's very strange Mm -hmm. and no pun intended uh, it's it's weird, and <clears throat> at least going into Shadowkeep, you could still play the material leading up to that. Now, with all that gone, it's like, so we have the campaign for Forsaken. 
with the campaign for Shadowkeep, but we're missing all of the seasonal content. So you're missing Black Armory. Black Armory is going to circle back around at some point. We don't have Black Armory. We by taking out Joker's Wild, you miss Drifter's backstory with the Zer bounties. Mm-hmm. You don't have. Well, I mean, most of Opulence was like relegated to Callus, which. I mean, at this point, honestly, you don't even know to, need to know who Callus was as of this moment in the game. Mm-hmm. They are literally pretending as if he never existed right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Leviathan is just gone. There's no in-game reason for it. It's bizarre. And then, I mean, with Shadowkeep, it's like, oh, well, you know, Saint 14, like, okay, so who is this dude who's just hanging out? Like, why is this a big deal? Like, mm-hmm. you didn't play Season of Dawn or you didn't play Destiny 1, you don't understand. Yeah. You know, oh, you're telling me that Rasputin survived? Like, I remember him. He was the robot guy from Destiny 1. Can I get a refresher? Nah, because we didn't quite understand it either when it happened. Like, <laughs> there's just, there's so many smaller things. Like, I've seen new players jumping in going like, okay, so why are we getting revenge for Cade? Why is it such a big deal? And it's like, well, you kind of had to play for the previous four years to understand. But Cade was the only character they ever gave any sort of personality to. Yeah. He's, He's the, the only, only character anybody developed. ever cared about because yeah, of that. Which, thank God, they've changed. Like, I care about so many of these characters now. Yeah. But it took until Shadowkeep for me to care about Eris. Yeah. It took until now for me to really care about Aldrin and then the Crow's Ark. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Spider is becoming more and more interesting. Drifter, Drifter had an okay backstory, but I think Arrivals really fleshed him out. Like, you know, knowing he helped Osiris build the time machine. Like, oh, God, Osiris, we've gotten so much in the last year. Like, yeah. there's so many characters but, like, now that are just, one of like, the most important story elements happened off off screen for him. Like, he's in the tower. They killed Segura off screen. Like, yeah, like, that That should have been still a moment. doing things in lore dumps on bungie.net and it's like i understand why some of this is happening like osiris go, and I, like let, let's not let's not mince words here cutscenes are expensive okay cutscenes are very expensive to make but some of these lore dumps like osiris going to these different planets say you didn't have to start that season right away you could have had a different cutscene like each week for a couple weeks of him going to these vaulted planets yeah and seeing what had happened and like kind of like taking note. And then like on the fifth week is when he goes to the moon and you see him because he harnesses all three supers at once. It's literally described to us. He's harnessing all three elements, something no guardian has ever done before. And or if they have, it's not recorded. And he's only able to do that at like Segura or that even that just keeps Segura from dying. And we see Segura's death happens in the lore. We spend an entire campaign with her. Yeah. In Curse of Osiris. Like, so, yeah, you'd be fucking kidding me with that. Yeah. Like, let, let me see this stuff on screen. You know, we got to see Cade's death. Let me see Sagira's death. Like, I, mean, I get to even see if it's in, if, Even if it's an engine, right? Like, you don't have to produce this big, huge, like, right. super expensive blur-style cutscene, right? Like, I, don't get me wrong. No, I thought it, it doesn't was, have to be the... It I doesn't thought it, have to be Cade Six's death. Yeah. Like, I don't get me wrong. I really liked the the cutscene at the opening of the of the campaign with you know stranger and and drifter and air is kind of like annihilating a bunch of 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 bad guys with their supers but it's just like i can i can see other story elements in engine it's like it doesn't doesn't have to be this huge expensive million dollar cutscene you know yeah 
no, no. Like I'm, I'm fine with doing the occasional big cut scene. Like I think your ones that intro the season should be big ones. Mm-hmm. But like we've seen like in engine ones, like with uh, you know, Crow leaving Spider, and you know the conversation with Crow outside of Spider's lair, things like that. Like you can do that in engine, and it's just like a little bit of dialogue and a little bit of like acting out. Like it goes a long way. I didn't need to read that. I'm glad I got to see that stuff happen. Yeah. Like. I, I want more of that. But more than that, the other thing I would like is if you're not going to let us play those expansions, now can we get some some cutscenes similar to the intro to Destiny 2, the sketched out intro where Ghost is narrating? Like, can we get that? Like, so kind of like when you see your veteran video of the clearing the raids and the campaigns in Destiny 1, can we get some stuff like that that, like, kind of sum up what happened? But, like, I don't know. Get no God. Get Nolan North or whoever it is that does the voice of uh, Ghost now, and let him narrate over it, or let Zavala narrate over it, or Ikora or something. Get a different person for each one, mm-hmm. and just have like an animated thing that sums up what happened in each season or each expansion pack right. that's no longer in there. Right. Like it's a it's a travesty that you cannot play these stories anymore. Mm-hmm. I understand taking out things like the Menagerie. I understand taking out, you know, like pretty much anything on the Leviathan at this point to save space. There was no reason for Scourge of the Past to go away, though. Right. Um, there really wasn't a reason for it to stay either, though, if we're being honest, because it doesn't really tell a story. Right. Black Armory. Okay, I understand. Like, you don't need to know about the Black Armory to understand the universe. Not right now, at least. But, like, Drifter's story, I think that absolutely needs to be told in one of those sketched out scenes. It's, like, I think, I think the biggest thing for the people season of dawn missions need to be there the saint 14 missions need to be in the game yeah i think i think the biggest one too is like people jumping into beyond light like season of arrivals was so important to the beginning mm-hmm. of, of this seat of this expansion it was like you can't play that content anymore so like what are these pyramid ships what are they doing here why are they here you know what i mean like yeah which i mean <clears throat> you can't even see the missions that led up to it because they were teased in the post credits of the vanilla Destiny 2 campaign, and then we saw them inching closer each season last year. Yeah, like we got to the point we were running into a fucking bunker, tracking them on a map every week in the spring because we had nothing better to do in the game. Like that was a real thing, and we were like, "Oh, though well, that's oh that they're gonna be here sooner than we thought." And then like, "Oh fuck, there's actually a pyramid here. Oh my god, this is terrifying." Mm-hmm. Like. <clears throat> we've had some, and I mean, at the beginning of the seasons, we sometimes get things summed up for us. Like beginning of season, season of arrivals, they summed up what happened in season of the worthy. Mm-hmm. They did do that for us. We got a little bit of that here at the beginning of this season. Like, but I think those need to be viewable forever. Like they don't have to be part of the game files, download to your console. Like, Oh, you can only view them uh, if you're viewing them in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're in the cloud. You can only view them if you're connected to the internet. Whatever. Like, I mean, at this point, games are letting you let me see every cutscene and story summation that you've done for Destiny One and Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, like because you need to be able to explain this. We we talked a little bit about it last week, but games are allowing you to to download separate parts of of yep. games now, and it's like, well, if I just want to play the Beyond Light content, just let me download the Beyond Light content and the seasonal stuff. But if I want to play like this old stuff, give me an option to download it and play it. Not only give me an option for that, give me an option to take out all the extra language packs, which honestly, because the audio is uncompressed, that is what's taking up so much of this game space. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual game itself. It's a, a lot of it is the language packs. 
Let me take those out. That would save me at least like a quarter of my game space. Mm -hmm. Let me take those. I, I would rather give those back to get back the campaigns. Maybe you don't have to give me the planets. Like I understand the planets are vaulted for, you know, they, they, they kudos to them. They made up a story reason for why we can't go there. Although it's a little weird that like we can't go to Mars, but we can fly beyond it to go to the reef or excuse me, to go to Europa. We can fly beyond Mars and like IO isn't accessible, but like IO is here and uh fucking Europa's over here, mm-hmm. but we can go to it. Like that's just that's a little weird to me, but I'm here for it. Like, okay, it's a game about space wizards. I don't need to understand everything, but it's the same question we had about Destiny too. Like, why can't we just go to the fucking moon and regroup? Why did we have to go all the way to Titan? Right. Why did we have to go all the way to Nessus or to Io, like the moon is right there, and the Cabal literally have never shown up on the moon. Can we just go to the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, to, to answer, uh, to echo Todd's concern a little bit, like, yeah, you have to be able to replay this stuff. Like, I have to believe that eventually they're going to say, okay, we've heard your complaints. Here's all the story content, all strikes. And I do believe their mission is to get all strikes and all raids into this game eventually. Mm-hmm. Like even doing all strikes, I mean, so many of those are like those are side stories to the campaigns, as far as I'm concerned. Or in some cases, they expand upon them, like taking down the fanatic, doing Warden of Nothing. Like those enhance my understanding of those campaigns mm-hmm. of a, of Forsaken. You know, freeing uh, freeing Kali mm-hmm. from uh, well, not not Kali, uh, Sadia. Uh, Kali has done in Last Wish, but freeing Sadia, that's the last of the Queen's Techians. You free the other two, Kali and Shirochi, during Last Wish. That's important to understanding the story of the Dreaming City. And by contrast, the fall of Aldrin, the fall of Riven, Savathun, like these are little pillars that build up to a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Thank God we haven't vaulted any dungeons yet because the dungeons actually matter. Yeah. Well, except we don't. We still don't know what the fuck is going on in prophecy. But it, it's cool though. <laughs> oh, it's it's cool. It makes me feel like I'm playing Destiny on drugs. But yeah, no theater mode, campaigns, and all strikes should mm-hmm. be added back. Give yeah. me the option at least. Give me a strike pack. Like I mean, here's, here's the thing. Like Destiny one strikes. It doesn't have to be in the playlist, but you can go if you go to the planets and just click on the strike. You can play it. You know what I mean? No, fuck that. Put them in the playlist. Now that you no longer have bounties tied to them, weekly ones, put them in the playlist. What are you hurting? I'd rather have a selection rather than like nine strikes. I'd love to have like the 25 from across the franchise that it could roll me on rather than playing, rather than getting Exodus down and, you know, backing out of it again. Right. Like, Mm. give me the option to do any of those on a Grandmaster. Give me, give me Rockets McDick face. As a grandmaster, let me hide behind that box. I'm not too afraid to do it. <laughs> uh, well, Josh, what do you say we get into some lore corner? We're we're gonna get in. We're gonna get into some lore corner. We we're gonna finish up the man who they called Cade this week. <sighs> I got to make sure that we haven't read which ones we've done this. Um, well, I'm trying to remember which ones we did last week. We did, I did not mark them and it's a problem. 
Uh, oh, we did fold and flop last week. So we are going to do... We're going to talk Rays first, because we're kind of talking Cade and Tanix, since Tanix has some prominence as the boss of the Deepstone Crypt. Um, in case you can't tell, I'm not the best storyteller. I can be. Boy, howdy, I can rip a yarn. Don't believe me? Ask Cece. Don't believe him? Ask the Colonel. Those two have heard things you wouldn't believe. Just that, this, what I'm doing here, the whole based on a true story thing, I could feel myself trying to talk around what I want to say. Fill it with the old poop and circumstance. I'm trying, though. Fighting my better angels to get what I need to say. And what I need to say starts with Andal. Andal and the dare. My dare. Our dare. The hunter's dare. It's a stupid thing, but it's an honor thing. And it cost me my friend. I cost me my friend. But before the dare, we had Tanix. Hell, after the dare, we had Tanix. After my dare, we had Tanix. It always comes back to Tanix, doesn't it? For the uninitiated, Tanix is a fallen mercenary with no house but the house that pays him. Most fallen won't deal with him, but when a captain or an archon or a kel needs something done and their crews aren't cutting it, or when they want a job done real hush-hush, they call Tanix. Back in the day, me, Shiro, Andal, and a few others got on radars. We'd rather stay off. The fallen houses put out bounties. A lot of glimmer on our heads. A lot of ether. Tanix took the gig. Only we didn't know. There'd been stories of a renegade fallen dropping bodies, but nothing ever concrete, so we just brushed them aside as more of the same. Nothing we couldn't handle, even on an off day. I mean, we were all aware the fallen were dangerous. Big time threat, each day, every day. But a, solemn, a solitary fallen boogeyman? Free of house? Cutting down guardians one by one? Yeah, right. Until yeah, right was standing in front of us. First impression. He was a big boy. Bad attitude. <laughs> Second... He was standing over the body of Nian Ruo. Didn't know her well, but we'd done a few runs. That day was supposed to be an in-and-outer. But then, Tanix. Nian never got back up, and Shiro's boy Lush lost his ghost. Full-on RTL. Returned to light. Gone and done. The whole scene was a blur. Lost our haul and hauled our butts out of there. Still not sure how we lost Tanix and his boys. Just lucky that we did. Of course, ditching that troublemaker wasn't the end. Shiro and I got back filled Andal in on the what went down as soon as we found him. This was before his Vanguard days. He'd been running a second grab on a cash R West. Wasn't back till the next night. We told him about Nyan. Lush was freaking out about his ghost. Couldn't blame him. Still can't. Then we did the dumb thing. We got cocky. Turn. Tanix didn't announce himself. Didn't say a word. Just laughed a few times and tried like hell to kill us all. But we knew it was him. Stories matched the story, you know, which meant the boogeyman had a face. The boogeyman was real. We could hunt real. We could track real. We could end real. Andal said something like, the hunter is about to become the hunted in the hands of the hunters he'd hunted. I know, don't laugh. I didn't. He was a great guy, even if his humor was a bit forced. It seems like a nice way to put it, but he wasn't wrong. Lush wanted to join up. A little payback for his little light, but we nixed that. Love the kid, but no ghost meant no way. Poor fella died his final death, RTL, less than a cycle later. Went on a run solo, didn't tell anyone, never came back. Shiro used to spin stories about him. He still does. Like he's still out there living a life we only dream of, traveling unknown roads, digging up untold enemies. My favorite's the one about the Rat King. How Lush joins up with a folk tale, and together they fight the wars we don't see. 
It's just fantasy, but I like it. It's kind of bedtime story I used to tell Ace when he was fighting off sleep when he was here, but he's not here. Neither is Lush, neither is Andal, and neither someday neither will I. Didn't have a Hunter Vanguard back then, what with Kuko Swift River finally being declared dead after two years MIA and his dare nowhere to be found. Speaker said it was on the rest of us hunters to figure it out. That first night back, Andal and I were up late. Not a new thing. He drank, I drank. He got tanked. I'm a robot. And we made the path. <laughs> Dare issued and accepted. <clears throat> See, there was that opening on the Vanguard. Hunter slot. We both wanted Tanix. Only one would get the killing blow and the glory. The loser had to hang him up and lock themselves away in a tower. Leave the lonely roads to real dealers. We both laughed. Wow. I wish I could laugh, hear him laugh again. Just once. Funny how all the cool kids leave the party too soon. The last one we're going to read here, it's called All In. This one's this one's a bit long, but I think it's pretty important to understand where Cade's coming from here. And remember, he's writing all these in a journal that we find. We find these pages, letters from Cade. Mm-hmm. They're, they're letters to his son, really. They're letters to Ace. Hey, kid. I know I don't write you very often, you know, but it's better late than never. Ain't easy for me to find the words, I mean. It is to find them. But I know they're not always the right ones. Too much flash, too much looking out for how I'm looking. Not enough just telling it how it is. That's why I'm doing this, Ace. That's why you and me are having these words. Easier to say them than scrawl them. This way, now that I'm doing it, it feels more honest if I'm being... feels more true. Thing is, and I'm sorry it's like this, but... I can only talk to you in my mind, in my heart. How one-to-one works now. Father and son, Kate and Ace. What am I doing? Reality is, ain't no telling who I'm talking to. Hell, could be me, could be the me after me. Hi, me, looking good. Sorry you can't remember all you can't remember. That's just an exo's lot in life. Though, if you are me sitting on the other side, I gotta tell you, I never wanted this. You never wanted this. I made it real clear to Big Z, Ikora, Banshee, Amanda, my pal Jimmy down at the ramen spot, that if anyone ever finds that deep stone crypt thingy, I stop counting at six. No higher. You hear me? No higher. I think there's just something about the number seven that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Unlucky, overrated. I don't know. Just a number with bad mojo in my book. So if you've got seven in tow or above, or someone's changed the game, Someone's not playing nice. Might want to do something about that. If you haven't listened to the earlier files, the start of this ramble, find them, hear them. You might not want to take lessons from an unknown reflection, but trust me, whatever kind of man you are, you can be better. Also, these are journals. Don't call them a diary. A three-eyed gal with a preference for deep holes and nightmares always (laughs) called them diaries. Don't take cues from her. (laughs) Anyway, end of the day, new me. If that's you, you get to choose who and how you want to be. The hope is maybe I can guide you a bit like the me before me did. And when you get to the part about the kid and the girl, my ace and my queen, they're yours too, by right. Because they are all yours, a gift, and you'll be the better for it. And if you don't feel that thing, that soft spot in the middle of all that circuitry, when you get to them, then if you are me, you aren't like me at all. And that means you're trouble. The good kind or the bad, impossible for me to know. All I can do is give you the tools to raise you right. 
That goes for you too, Ace, if you're listening. Hell, it goes for anyone. Strangers, old friends, new enemies. Learn from me. Be better than me. Because I'd really hate to think whoever you are is someone I wouldn't get along with. And that's going to do it for Arcade Letters. We may have a couple more next week. But that's it for right now. Um, I think the Cade that we're seeing in these letters is a very different Cade than we ever get in the games. Mm -hmm. Very, Uh, like... Very, it, it feels like his personality on on in the game is kind of like a a mask of how he's really feeling underneath. You know what I mean? In, the, in these I, letters, I mean, are pretty much says that to him too. Like you know, you basically insinuating you know, like and Zavala knows it. Nikora knows too. Kate acts a certain way to keep the mood, mm-hmm. to, keep it, to keep things light. You know, to not keep things too heavy, and that's why it was kind of surprising. Like. They gave him so much characterization in the Taken King, but he needed to be that character in the Taken King alongside Eris's like dead serious demeanor. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we steal Eris's ship at Kate's behest and use it as a suicide ram, essentially. Like, okay, cool. Like, we did that. We plant the beachhead. We infiltrate the dreadnought for other guardians to come in. And, you know, he goes to his grave still joking about how he owes her a ship. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who Cade is at his core, though. Like, Cade is, Cade's like the rest of us. He's scared. He's, he's terrified. Like, we're seeing his reflections here, and it, it's fitting that we only see them after death, because Cade would hate for us to see this side of him. Mm-hmm. Especially the Guardian, to see this side of him. Like, we get the impression he's probably let Ikora or Zavala see this side of him before, but nobody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe Amanda, maybe Banshee, since they're both EXO. But, you can tell it's not something he puts on display for the rest of the consensus or for us or the speaker. Like this is something that he very much, you know, keeps to himself. And it's fitting that we're the ones who find these files, who listen to him talk during the Ace of Spades mission, that we are the inheritor of Ace. We're the inheritor of Kate's legacy. And I think like, especially like I play as an EXO and it's, it's weird. Cause like I try to get into character when I play and like, I think like my EXO would react a very certain way. Like Cade was Cade's the closest thing they have to a comrade. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially as, and as a hunter EXO, it's like, damn, like that last Cade mission, when you go and you hunt down the parts to repair the ACE of spades and you're listening to his diaries, your, his journals, excuse me. And don't call him diaries. Yeah, you're, you're hearing these reflections. You're reading the lore book, the man who they called Kate. You. I think you already respect the character a lot. Like, even if you don't play Destiny, you understand he is the most recognizable character in the series mm-hmm. besides Ghost. Mm-hmm. It's the Ghost in Kate 6. Like, that's who you think of. Maybe Crota at this point because the Raid became such a meme. Right. But those are the characters you think of. And I think it's fitting that his best character moments are completely done off screen in his own private thoughts. But this kind of circles back around to what we were talking about in regards to content. If you didn't go through and read all this, you would never know. Like, it's like it's a completely another character. It's a whole mm-hmm. other side. It's beloved character in this franchise. And I think we're all better for it. Yeah, you would never you would never know. So. that's lore corner for this week we're kind it's of a good kind of one on a bit of a somber note but uh we'll we'll plan to finish next week provided that there's no preview lore which 
I think there probably will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there's not, then we'll read the uh, the final chapters of uh, of Cade, and then uh, I'll plan out our next series. Awesome. Uh, well, I think that's that's going to do it for this episode of Tower Casuals. Josh, thank you for joining me this Thursday Always. evening. Always. This is the highlight of my week. Yes, definitely is. Uh, the show is. Uh, it means a lot to me and I, I know it means a lot to you and I just, you know, I appreciate your time every Thursday and uh, I appreciate your time, listener. I want to thank you for listening and or watching. You can catch the show every Thursday night live on twitch.tv slash HD moving forward. Uh, if you want to listen on podcast services, it will be available on Fridays as well as a, a YouTube video archive of the Twitch stream. You can watch it on uh, starting this week, my personal YouTube channel. Uh, Josh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me, of course, like Corey said, every single week on Tower Casuals. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn. Two ends. We have to play Destiny. We have to play Shooters. We have to play RPGs. Playing a lot of fun stuff right now. Kind of rotating between uh, Hitman and Superhot. Nice. How's Hitman, by the way? Uh, so I haven't gotten Hitman 3 yet. I've been playing through the packs from 1 and 2 uh, because I had the packs from 1 from Games of Gold like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I bought the ones for Hitman. Hitman 2 was on sale at Target for like 20 bucks digitally. Hmm. So I picked that up. I'm, I really enjoy it. I don't like stealth games a lot, but this is unique enough, and there's no bullshit boss battles that I really enjoy this. Uh, and the fact that there's so much replayability, I mean, there's so many different sto- mission stories you can do mm-hmm. that I feel the need to replay most of the levels. So I've played through some of them like four or five times and still haven't done everything I want to do. But there's just so many creative assassinations rather than just like shooting them or stabbing them. It's like I dropped a lighting rig on a guy the other night. And I impersonated a, a male model to get the other kill <laughs> in the same level and then stole their helicopter. So I did all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, I popped in a little bit the other night while I was working on some some assets for stuff. And uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Every time I watch somebody play it, it just looks like a lot of fun. So. I like it. But knowing that these aren't like specifically my jam, I'm going to wait for Hitman 3 to go on sale before I grab it and keep diving in. Yeah, well, that's probably smart. Yeah, it is. A, it is a really good series. Though. Like it. it these games really did get slept on for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now everyone's like, oh, my God, like these are really good. Like this makes me so stoked for their James Bond game. Oh, I know. I can't, I, I can't I, wait for that. They're I, the perfect studio. Yeah, I can't. I cannot wait. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at I am Corey and HD. You can find me on Twitch at Corey and HD. Uh, like I said, I'm relaunching my personal YouTube channel. If you want to head over there. Uh It'll be in the show notes. So, uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. I am very excited about the future of this show in particular. Uh, Josh, mm-hmm. I'm excited for your future, my future. It's, it's exciting, exciting times, Josh. Exciting times. Very exciting. And until next week, Guardians. We love you. Goodbye.